Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. And welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I am playing Grayson. Benedict stole my line. Digby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jeff. I play Demetrius. Poke it with a stick. <laughs> I'm Aaron. Playing brother. Everyone dies. Benedict. Oh. This is Johnny playing. I'm so lost. Joris Lee. And I'm Jordan. And I play Ice Coming from Under the Ground. So we all know that this role playing is just your way of getting out your inner demons. Ooh, yeah, she's like she said that. All right. Um, so as we left off, someone was kicking in the door of the inner privy the privy council. Okay. <laughs> Not the inner privy. The privy council. I did go to the right door, didn't I? This could get real. You just do it over next door. Every door is you find the right one. The next door over. It's a stone slab. No. See the crowd. Some guy sitting there like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. It worked. <laughs> no, not a crossbow bolt to the stomach. Really. It reminds me of the scene from Jurassic Park with the lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. Oh my goodness. No, alcohol Anyways. is not involved in the making of this show. Um. So you were kicking in the door of the Privy Council, if yes. I remember correctly, Benedict. Benedict is full-on peeved off. We will not see the crowd. He yells it as loud as he can. Is there anybody in there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All of the members of the Privy Council are pretty much in the room. And you can tell that they've been having a very animated conversation. Three or four of them are just sitting there with their arms crossed, and it looks like Liverish has been pacing up and down. His face is beat red. And he turns around and you can just see this vein bulging in his forehead. It's almost like pulsing back and forth in and out. That's what it's called. <laughs> that is not human. <laughs> it looks like his eyebrows. Looks like his eyebrows are playing ping pong like his blood vessels. Uh, and and everybody just stops and they're all just staring at you. Does anybody react? Guards! Liberich just bellows. We were not to be interrupted. Oh, you're being interrupted as soon as I walk in. Because I'm done with this. As <laughs> Brother Benedict is. All right. So I'm still back in the room with the cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> they all just kind of ran out of the room. All three of them, or just those two? No, no yeah, the all three, three of us. Grayson was right behind Benedict. All right. And as he said his line with emphasis, kind of just looks out up on like, I'm sort of annoyed that it works this time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're back in the room with Lord Cheddar. Does Cheddar say anything when they go uh, storming out? He, he knows the members of the Privy Council pretty well, and he just looks entirely just 
oh my god, I can't believe what they're doing. This is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. He just looks like that, or does he say? No, he, he just looks really ticked off. We cannot let them give the crown to anyone besides the queen. We're in agreement on this. And that has been the sticking point, is that Limerich wants to declare the queen dead and issue the crown to the next member of the royal family in line. It requires a two-thirds vote, correct? Three-fourths. Three-fourths. How many people are on Limerich's side? As of right now, there are seven. That's a lot. Yeah, he only needs two more. What is Limerich's argument for this? His argument is that we need a strong leader in place of the royal family so that we can deal with the Fae in force. I'll give you a question. Who is next in line? That would be Prince Willem of Orange. And how well do I know him? He's actually foreign. Foreign from where? The equivalent of the Netherlands. Out of game, real person in history, William of Orange, just like yeah. Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. um, was a member of the royal family, but through yes. intermarriage. So, and just like Queen Elizabeth II's husband is actually a prince of Greece, yeah. even though he has basically no Greek huh. blood in his body the, at all. The fact that it's a foreigner doesn't bother me. Right. It's the, uh, what religion does he ascribe to? He would not be of the Church of Angels. He would be a uh, Raymond. Okay. Just because of geography more than anything. Okay. Well, then that's what I, I say to terrorists. We cannot let the Raymond Church be in charge of our country. And why is that? The Raymonds are the ones who brought the Fae here. You're saying that there was an outside influence? Yes. From what country? From Iberia. They were working with Lord Dinsham. So Dinsham was not working alone, or only with the Fae? No. This casts a pretty significant light over the proceedings. We cannot let anybody, except the Queen, have the crown. Go ahead and roll to convince him. It should be a fairly easy roll to convince him of that part of it. Right. You're not commanding him. 13. Persuade is plus 2. Well, he rolled an 8. You succeed in convincing him. Alright, well... We need to go ahead and fix whatever mess your friends just made. Yes. <laughs> and then I will try and make sure that the vote does not happen. We are relying on you. as We cannot rely on Lord Liverich because, as we said, we don't know what has happened to his mind. Do you have any intelligence that you can... Any kind of update whatsoever? Intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wit is a four. <laughs> I tell him what I learned from these guys about Parliament and mm-hmm. the ice. Um, I also combine with what I witnessed there myself, mm-hmm. which I mean that's just recapping what I witnessed there myself, right? Because we already recorded that some previously, right? Let's go ahead and cut back yep. to the fabulous three, more like the Grayson, up three. <laughs> Grayson is sh- is is shouting. There's fairy magic here. We need to stop and take a moment. We've been trying to get information to Liverich for days, and he's been stonewalling us. And if he doesn't listen now, next time I am leaving him to die, instead of saving your stuck-up behind. We're running out of time, and timing is everything in this. <laughs> there are guards coming behind you, very excited to have someone to poke. 
because they've been doing a lot of standing around looking confused as fairy things happen. Now they have someone they can actually poke with sharp pointy things. Oh, are they coming with swords drawn? Or they just no, they're just they're just approaching. Okay. Very rarely though, because okay. they might have to poke. Is there a candlestick? You can spend a hero point to make. Uh, I'll spend a hero point yeah. to get a candlestick. That's oh man, they're in the middle of a castle. There's got to be. I know oh, they have torches. Roll your search. See if there is one. Yeah, you can do. Okay, I'm gonna roll the search then. Spend a hero point for a candlestick. You use hero points to make a small change to your location. Such as an unlocked window, find mm-hmm. a can of WD-40, and a roll of duct tape, or something like that. Got a 19. Let's start search. Okay, you find a, a candlestick. Okay, since Grayson was still right by the door, he's going to close the door, grab the candlestick, and wedge it in there oh, to oh, keep oh, the guards from oh, coh- coming in. Oh. <laughs> yes, we are taking control. And as he's doing this, like, hold on. Before you send guards in here to get us, we have come to the aid of two of your behinds twice in the past week and a half. We were on mission from Lord Walsham. We have information, and it seems like no one here wants to hear it. The queen is not dead. She's as good as dead. Are you threatening the queen's life, Lord Liverich? Of course not. Do you have intel that she is dead? I know that wherever she is, with the Fae, they have done nothing but harm to her. Have they told you that they've killed her? She's as good as dead no matter where they take her. But she's not dead. And the Fae want somebody to represent them. So, declaring her dead and putting someone else on the throne, you may be feeding them to the Fae's plan. You heard the words in Parliament. And we'll never give the crown to the Bayman Chi. We're going to give it to the rightful heir, since the queen has no issue. That would be Willem of Orange. I would. I have no. I wouldn't know who Willem of Orange no. is. No, no. Of of the three of you, he's the most likely to. Yeah, I would be the most likely to know who that was. But I don't care at the moment. <laughs> it's like, and can you personally vouch for Willem as not being affected by the Fae? Or subverted in any way. At this point, it shouldn't matter whether he's the next in line or not. If the queen is still alive. I believe, and they obviously agree with me, that the best approach is to withhold giving anyone the crown for the time being. We can put people in charge that need to be in charge, but don't give the crown to anyone. Because giving the crown to anyone could be the wrong someone. And if you can't recognize that and still push for it, you may be the wrong someone. You may be being influenced by what happened in Parliament. I'm Of still. course I'm being influenced by that. I don't want it to happen. But did you see a hasty action? You might be allowing it or making it happen. You really need to convince him. So since all three of us are here doing the same, would this be an assisted? It could be assisted, yes. I mean, I can't oh, assist much. Just... This is definitely assisted. And it's a charm assist, right? Yeah. So if you have persuasion rolls, yeah. I got seduce. I say if you have persuasion rolls. <laughs> <laughs> he starts taking off his gauntlets. Twelve. Five. Benedict sexually removes his uh eighteen leg greaves. Thirty-five <laughs> total. So he's seething, but one of the other Privy Council members, one of the ones who had been sitting with his arms crossed, looking really peeved, holds out his hands, 
in front of him and says, and that's what we've been trying to communicate to you this whole time. So they're so, on our side too. No, the guy, that guy was talking to Liverage? Yes. Who was that guy? The one we know? Yeah. Or the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, unnamed character number three. Okay. Wouldn't be far first to have somebody named Angus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have at least one council member on your side. Well, he said we, yes. so possibly more. Because he said there were what? We were so he had seven. There are 12. And there's 12. Because there were seven that were with Liverage. Liverage. Five against. So Liverage, he kind of deflates into a chair. And he's like, we need to call another Where's Cheddar? The door is wedged shut. So <laughs> yeah, with George Glaive, the other member of our team that was hired by the Crown for this very situation. All right. Well, let them in, and we will go ahead and cast a vote. Can you what call you? off the guards real quick before <laughs> they try and stab us again? If I yell through the door, don't stab them. It will sound like a trap. I'm not saying say that. I'm saying <laughs> stand down. Tell them to stand down, and then we'll open the door. That sounds like a trap. I'm not standing next to the door. <laughs> You're going to be in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to the other side of the room is what I mean. He goes to the, uh, yeah, he goes to the other door. <laughs> You're holding me. No, I'm not holding him in front of me. <laughs> I'm just going to the other side of the room. I'm going to take you hostage until you tell the guards to stand down. Yeah, exactly. That's what it looks like. That's not what I'm saying. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> All right. The candelabra candlestick is removed from the door, and it's open. And Lord Cheddar and Doris, I would assume, are on the other side. With the guards standing yes. there. Cheddar comes in. And he's like, pulls up his uh, chair next to one of the other dissenters. And he's like, all right, so we have two options. We can either vote for ceding the crown to Willem of Orange, or we can continue to hold emergency powers. Those are our two options. Point again, that ceding the crown to anybody might be ceding the crown to the Bayvangie unwillingly. Thank you, Mr. Digby. Now... First, we will vote on seating the crown. All in favor, raise your hands. And four, raise their hand, but not Liverage. Grayson is taking note of which four raise their hands. All right. Those in favor of maintaining emergency powers, the rest of the room raises their hand. All right, that is settled. I think we should have another vote. Vote of no confidence in Lord Liverage. It is not a matter of his integrity. It is a matter of he has had a overwhelming experience and unaccountably appeared back in Paris. He needs time to rest, time to recover. He will maintain full voting rights on the council, but he will not be the voice of the council. Does he remember what happened in Parliament? Not really. Okay. Do you say that? Do you say that? Uh, I try to make eye contact with them and just nod. Like, this is what we want. We do not want Liverage in charge. To remove him from power, they would need the 9 out of 12 vote again. They get it, 10 out of 12. 
Ooh, were so the same ones that raised their hands for seating in the crowd, raised their hands to build confidence of, and leverage. One of them did not raise their hand. Playing Mafia. The <laughs> <laughs> leverage was the second who did not raise his hand. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But the other three who voted, yeah, to see the crowd, they did raise their hand. <clears throat> well, we accomplished something good here, I think. With that settled, you four, your timetable is moved up. The queen needs to be found as soon as possible. The timetable is moved up because of what is going on around Parliament. Yes. And because we hadn't explained that to them yet. So to, Grayson is going to yeah, tell them. I, I, about I actually the, did the chatter, but. Well, yeah. To, yeah. to everybody in the room, Grayson's going to explain okay. the weird temperature changes and everything going on with the buildings surrounding Parliament and how it seems to be spreading. So not only is the crown threatened, the city itself is threatened. Before we leave the room, I pulled Davey aside. Okay. Do you think we should ask them about the key? They don't Not know the about room. our contact with the Fae. Not in the presence of everybody in this room. I don't trust everybody in this room. That's fair. You know, I pass a note to Wood Chair saying that we have more to discuss with them as soon as could be next. Okay. All right, gentlemen. For now, the meeting is adjourned. We will meet back in five hours to discuss further matters. Until then, I trust that you all will rest and uh, come back here with clearer heads. You four with me. And he gets up and he leaves the room. It was Cheddar now in charge of the dance. Yes. All right. So we head back to Cheddar's chambers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you head. You head back to the chamber the, of Cheddar. The Cheddar of Chambers. The chambers of Cheddar. And when you get there, you order a Monte Cristo. <laughs> I guess I proceed to explain to Lord Cheddar some of the information that we have about right. our contact with the fairy guide, Edwin Mark. Yeah, Edwin Mark, and that he was a contact of Walsham, and what he has explained to us about the realm of the Fae, mm-hmm. and how we need to locate the key. I ask if he has any recommendations for ways that the Crown can assist us in that search. So just to make sure that I understand, there is more than one Fae nation yes. operating in this city. I would not say that there's more than one Fae nation operating in this city. There are, just as I'm sure you are aware, we have spies in several countries. And I guarantee you there are many spies throughout our country that we do a fair job to keep them out of the palace. That's not uncommon. So think of Indramar as a representative of a different fake nation who is working as an operative for us, not as a separate nation operating within our country. All right. And... They want to see the end of this Bayvan she as much as we do? Yes. You could say maybe more. You could say. It's been pretty rare and they go to take them out. So Should we explain to them the whole history of the, the Angelic Church versus oh. the... I don't know if we should explain all that to them. Grayson would have no interest in sharing that because he yeah. honestly hasn't held that into high importance. Well, it is of importance because of... Whom the other countries worship. But, I mean, that would explain why they eventually took the queen. 
more than they just want to take control of our country. It yeah. gives the motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that regard, yeah. All right, so yeah, we can share all that information with Chara as well. About how the Queen had turned away from the original promise. Yes. And they had gone to the Renan Church to, to get their strength. And why we cannot trust the Renan Church now. Women Church is essentially once giving them power to take over our country. Yeah, which is disturbing when you think about it. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that the only one that that we can trust to truly rule our country is someone who is a member of the Church of Angels. Yes. And that even though he is the rightful heir, the crown should not be given to Willem of Orange because he comes from a country that does not practice. Correct. What if what if he converted? Conversion is not enough. It's whom does he pray to? Because Lord Dincham supposedly was an Angelan. We cannot give any more power to the Bebanshi than they already have. Consider us at war. Grayson is gonna say it's much less of the religion. Yes. The religion doesn't matter. It could be somebody, you got to remember, this agreement with the Beige Banshee was first with the Angelan Church. The Queen found out about it and said, nope, I'm not doing that. Correct. Which has caused this problem. So even if Willem of Orange converts, he could still make an agreement with the Beige Banshee. What church they're part of is not important. What's important is, is who they are serving. All right, I, I think I understand. Motivations become more and more clear. First, I was thinking that this was more of a, an invasion than anything else, but now it seems like it's revenge to a certain extent, maybe even... I would say it's a combination thereof. Yeah. And to think that they've taken our holiest site, the, the seat of our church. Well, that was what they were promised. That's what... Uh, the queen's father. The queen's father promised. Well, the prayers of our citizens. And the most important prayers would happen there as well. Royal ceremonies. Yes. Weddings, funerals, coronations. Have we explained to uh, Cheddar about what we witnessed on Dinshima, or what you all witnessed on Dinshima State? Which part? The mirror. No, we haven't talked about mirrors because we've been trying to forget mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much the mirror as what came out of the mirror and what happened at that meeting. We've seen a lot of things come out of mirrors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the monster that ate your master. Why'd you have to go and remind him of that? Look at that face. <laughs> With that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Phil, as you round the corner of the dungeon, you see a pedestal rise up from the ground. On it is a green glowing potion pulsating with its own light. I roll to drink the potion. You don't even need to roll. You pull out the stopper, quaff it quickly, and discover that you're listening to Alzebo Soup, a literary podcast where we become our favorite authors by devouring portions of their brains. Oh shit, where's my save versus poison? No, 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 this is a good thing. Now you're getting all the knowledge of people who love speculative fiction, talking about authors like Kelly Link, Jack Vance, Rudyard Kipling, and of course, our our favorite, Gene Wolfe. Well, this character's a bust. I should just trouble up this sheet right now. Phil, we're supposed to be promoting the show at alzabosoup.libsyn.com. All right, I'm rolling a dwarf. Or wherever fine podcasts are listened to. <laughs> all right, and we're back. So you all have given 
Lord Cheddar quite a lot of quite a bit of more information. This has been info dump number one hundred and two. As it stands, he's pretty flabbergasted by everything that's going on. Now, do we have any kind of lead on where we can get this key? I can tell you where it was stored previously. Okay. It was in Walsham's rooms. It was confiscated from there. I'm guessing the same time that he was murdered. Is there any idea on where it is now? Not that we know of. We've been trying to track it down. And from what you have heard, the only the like weapon that will hurt these Fey is cold forged iron. Iron that's never been touched by heat. We need monetary backing to procure those weapons. We can definitely send a writ from the crown. Um, are you talking an actual cash deposit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how things have become so crass. Unless your smiths can start forging cold. Well, it sounds like you've already had a head start on that. Well, the weapons yeah, for us. Mind you, we have not said a word about the catacombs to him. Right. I will go ahead and give you 100 gold as a, as a retainer. It's a good start. Yeah. yeah. I don't see an issue with that. Nope. And the finest clothes for our friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be helpful. Um, besides the cold force seal, mostly what from what we understand, we need the help of the king of the Mist Court. And that's more why you need the king. Yes. Because even with cold forged iron, it can only do so much against an opponent who can attack you from a hundred miles away. Can attack you through mirrors. He looks over at his wardrobe just to make sure that the door is properly closed. <laughs> Good call. All right. Go ahead and See about those weapons that you've at least started for yourself. And uh, if they've done, if this smith has done quality work, I want you to bring them here to begin working in our, our forges and teaching his techniques to our the royal smith. Will do. We will do our best. Off we go. Off you go. Do the chemical. You need to see this place. Yes. What magical spells do you guys have? Just between them. Just out He doesn't have any. I don't have any. Right. I know, but... Okay, I have a Beast Song, ESP, Bless, Sea Magic Aura, Dispel Magic, and Shape Change. Okay. Charm, Invisibility, Teleport, Telekinesis, Illusionist, Slumber, Still Mind. Okay. And you two are... Not magic. Mundane. Mundane. Yes. Uh, quote, unquote, around <laughs> for your looks. <laughs> Bendix sure isn't. <laughs> Hence the request for the new clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and give you a. Uh, <laughs> it's nice. new. I'm wearing something. It's just. It's just that you're ugly. It's being flattering. It's not as bad yeah. as when I was a troll. Oh gosh, Johnny <laughs> in a Shadowrun campaign played a female troll prostitute. Oh, that's awesome. That never wore clothes. That's a lot less awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. <laughs> I had a purse. What did you care? No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> just don't ask. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On with the show. All right. The three of you are going to the catacombs because I have another task that I want to accomplish. And if all three of you go in, I want to give you part of my task to help me. What is your I'm task? I'm trying to do some research on fate magic. Namely, I want you to find a 
bookseller who has information on fae magic in the catacombs. Benedict will do that. I mean, you obviously know something specific to look for. Why are well, you tasking us with... I, I don't know anything specific to look for. I'm looking for anything that can give us more information about what's going on around the cathedral and the parliament. Yes, but you would be the person that would be able to tell if the information yes. we got was useful or not. That's why I said find me booksellers. And like, while we are doing this, what will you be doing? I'll be going to the kingdom's records of magic books to research there. I think we should pick up Edra Marr before going into the catacombs. We could probably help you on that. Yeah, Benedict agrees to look for the booksellers. We're going to so. need that first. All right. That yeah, wasn't so for me personally. So three of us go to the catacombs. Okay. And you want to go ahead and stop by the Windseer? Uh, yeah. Can you help us find books on magic concerning the Fae? Mm-hmm. Do the catacombs. Do the catacombs. While you're going to the catacombs, let's go ahead and cut over to you. All right. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I just want to go check the uh, whatever records I can find, a historical magic books, um, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. Just looking for anything that references what's going on. And I wrote really bad for. They just finished putting out the Riemann fires at the university. You rolled so horribly. What do you expect? I know. Well, I didn't expect them to be all fire. The library is completely lost. Well then, to the catacombs. <laughs> Should have gone to the catacombs. <laughs> he would have found something if his role had included a one that knocked it down to what a four. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you you, you don't even know where the catacombs are. No, you are. don't. Well, he told me roughly. I mean, I don't know. So you're just gonna go around to every mausoleum just looking for. Random hidden stairways? No. I go back to the uh, the playhouse and... Did you see Pee-wee Herbert? <laughs> <laughs> Is Cherry there? You get there not too terribly after long after they've left. Yeah. And you can tell from like the game of pointing and, and gesticulating that uh, your friends are not too far ahead of you. I, I, obviously, they can't communicate with me, but they can understand me. Right. Saying, so, is there anybody who can guide me to the catacombs? Just Edmund Mar. Yeah. <sighs> Very well. Which direction? They point. Uh, like, five of them all point in the same direction. All right. Five of them point in five different directions. <laughs> <laughs> Soon as I get, I'm outside, I give a whistle. Okay. For my bird to come. I just asked her. I was going to do a spot them. Okay. And report where they're at. All right. Gee. Easy enough. Yeah. So you catch up with them. Yep. Well, the library's lost. Well, that sucks. To the catacombs. <laughs> Down the stairs, through the tunnels, past the murals. Benedict actually is going to stop at the murals. Okay. And start examining and kind of just. Because, so, how old do they appear to be? Well, it depends which level you stop at. I mean, the first mural is. First mural seems to be a few hundred years old. And what is this mural of? All of the murals pretty much depict the history of the founding of Ninium, the history of the town, uh, how uh, first Lehmans had set up like a trading post with local people, and included in those local people were actual Fae. And you, you see that it, it was like an important 
local commerce and then mm -hmm. it, it grew and it grew and it grew. And then it's, it's telling the story in reverse. Uh, so like, like I'm seeing the back, backwards as we're continuing. Yes, the backwards history of Dillian. Does it depict the part where the Angelan church and the Riemann church split due to the... That's recent. Okay. That's so like within, that. that's within the past, past 50. Yeah. Okay. Past three decades. Okay. Benedict is, is definitely interested in some of this stuff because it's history. Uh -huh. And so he's going to make some rubbings of it using his notebook. And... All right. So that's fair. Yeah. I mean, something that I would find interesting as well, but I wouldn't take the time right then to study it. Sure. So you all are, are going deeper into the catacombs and you do and you see all the the bones and the skulls and the skeletons and you know, the dead things. Dead things. Things that used to be alive, etc. etc. and so forth. And you finally make it to the undermarket and like for those of you who it's your first time there, what's your what's your initial reaction? Grayson is honestly he's just gonna look look around, see if he sees anybody there that he recognizes. Okay, go ahead and roll search for him. So we can punch him in the face and say, yep. why did you tell me? Pretty much. <laughs> you recognize everybody! Well, uh, you don't see anybody that looks immediately familiar. Okay. But you're sure that some of your contacts would pass through here if you stayed long enough. No, he's going to always just keep a okay. lookout. For anybody that he knows. Sounds good. So, I mean, obviously we're in caves. There's lit by torches and candles and stuff. But how brightly lit? Is there lots of dark shadow areas? Or is it like this wall lined with torches? Like where the most foot traffic is, it's well lit up. But there are areas in nooks and canyons and coves that look like they're pretty well washed in darkness. I'm going to ask Edramar where the best place for... Magical history, history of the Fae, booksellers, and such. That would be by uh, the Wall of the Fae Bones. And that direction? And follow-up question, magical items? Mm -hmm. Is there a place for magical items? <laughs> he just holds his hands out <laughs> expansively. Everything here is magical? If you ask the person's right. And <laughs> Grayson's going to look around and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna love this place. <laughs> as the magic as Demetrius is walking over to Smith, he's like, "I told you." <laughs> <laughs> going over to Smith, scene. okay. How things are progressing? Uh, Grayson's gonna follow. So, Benedict. I wasn't sure how long it taken me for the rites. Not that long. You have a nice soft charcoal, so that goes pretty quickly. As you're as you like come through the entryway, you're you're seeing you're seeing Demetrius head over towards the blacksmiths. Do I see Joris walking off? Is that a roll? No, we'll see what he can. Okay. Benedict's actually gonna go after Joris. Okay. Alright, so you're approaching the blacksmith. He sees you as you're coming up. Hello. Well if it isn't our cold forged friend. Yeah, I came to check up on that and to give you the rest of the payment once I see how close you are to having those finished. Alright, well, um, I have five crossbow arrowheads. Okay. Um, I have the cap for the staff. 
So he, he hands you like the, the parts for the staff across the vault, also a dagger. He's okay. like, this has been incredibly hard work. This is, I had to keep an apprentice working pretty much all night long. Well, so. this looks like pretty good work. Excellent work. Excellent work. Now you said you had remuneration? Uh, yes. I reach in without showing anything and pull out a small... Well, I forget what it was. Yeah, I forget what I paid for him. Six. Six. Gold. Six silver. Six gold. Six, six and a half. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll put that into your accounts. Also, uh, a proposition for you. If these weapons work well, mm-hmm. we may have a wealthy associate of ours that may be coming to you for quite a bit more. Keep talking. He's going to... Okay. Yeah, I'm like, What's this the is your territory. <laughs> yeah. What's the resistance term? I have a, I have a target number 15. I don't know if there right. is a resistance. Cell grants 4D bonus to all charm skills. Yeah, so there's no actual. So all I gotta do is hit 15. And I definitely did. 19. Okay. Without going into too much detail, explains that there may be a wealthy commission with someone that is outfitting an army to fight a fey insurgents. Let's put it that way. And they want me to arm them. <laughs> That's a lot of work right there. So we're saying mountains. Wealthy employees. Mountains of gold. Steady gold. And, sir, if you wish it to remain unbeknownst as to where your base of operations is, don't worry. Your secret is safe with me. <laughs> ching ching. <laughs> So should I roll my charm now? Yeah. Uh, my persuasion now? Yeah, that's a persuasion. Alright, so... Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think... Nine. <laughs> Nine guys. Thirty. One. <laughs> <laughs> so is it thirty or is it one? Thirty-one. <laughs> Thirty-one. He, he, and that's a heroic roll. He is thoroughly taken in by this promise of piles of lucre. He taps his nose, he's like, I think I like your friends, sir. And as he looks at uh, Demetrius. I thought you might. I'll go ahead and finish up your order, and then you can uh, make a judgment and pass on a favorable word. One other question. Yes. Grayson asks him about anybody who has come through looking for or selling a round magical item. He hasn't heard me. If you could just point me in the direction of the most likely shop that would have heard something. I think I know the one that you're talking about. That one right over there. Okay. I give him a couple more gold (laughs) just to sweep the pot and to expedite it at all possible. Okay. He has mostly so we have stuff for the two of us, not the two of you, right? A one dagger. One dagger. No sword yet. That's the long one. That's the that's which is one understandable. Dagger. Swords aren't exactly easy to make normally. Right. <laughs> right. We'll go ahead and cut over to right. So Joris, Benedict, and uh, we'll say Adrian was going with you as well, if I remember correctly. Sure. All right. Into the bookseller. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for any information on 
first, the histories of Fae in this region, and second, anything regarding the performing of magic. What kind of magic? Uh, there are so many different kinds. There's cardamancy, there's uh, heliology, there's your run-of-the-mill sorcery. What would the type of magic be for the uh, area of effects that are going on off of Glamours? The snow over the... Oh, if that's caused by they. those types, then I guess you're looking for information about magic. Yes. Alright, well, uh, we do have a few poems on that matter as well. May I see them please? And... Alright, he goes back, rummaging around in the back of this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm just picking up random books and helping grow. Can't say I'm looking for anything in particular, but keep in mind this is a, a dark underground place that sells illegal things. Yeah. I mean, are there books sitting on shelves like a typical bookseller? Would they're, have? they're mostly on carts. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Think piles of books. Yeah. On yeah. carts, on tables, um, and most of them are like they're not tables like what we're sitting at. They're more like boards thrown over stall horses. Yeah. Stuff. You see Adrian standing towards the back of the enclosure up against the wall. When they described it as a wall of bones, that's exactly what it looks like. Um, and you can see that he's resting his hand on some of the bones and just touching them in different ways, and it looks like very reverential. Benedict will approach Adrian and stand next to him. Are these uh, your ancestors? The mothers and my mother. Ah. I'm sorry that you lost them. I do not understand why. They must go before so that I can be now. Okay. I mean to say that I'm sorry that you cannot be with them. But I can still feel them. You can feel them, you mean physically or in your mind? Part of them is here. <laughs> is that the part that you're touching? Mm, part of their mind as well. At times, I wish we could experience that too. You cannot see the magic in the world around? Not exactly. Other than, you know, the things out there, that's not good magic. No good, no bad. Depends on what's here. He points to Benedict's chest. And Benedict would say, I am starting to see that. However, the magic that I see is mostly bad. None of your friends see magic? I have seen one friend transform into a mouse. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) The frustrating one. How can all of you turn into one mouse? (laughs) and with that we'll go ahead and break for this week thank you so much for listening (laughs) thank you for listening to bone growers theater our cast is aaron jeff jeremy johnny and jordan we are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. 
That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>